We don't care about tech for tech's sake. We care about tech as an enhancement to the storytelling that we're trying to convey to our visitor. And I always think that's a very interesting distinction. It's time to rethink everything, to redo the rule book, to explore smarter ways to work and rediscover what's possible. It's time for a fresh take on how technology and creativity are changing the way work gets done. I'm Brian Rowley, and this is The Big Rethink. In-person events, no doubt, are back and bigger than ever. And as they return, I think attendees are looking for immersive experiences that in turn bring higher levels of engagement. They want to be participants, not just observers. So how can technology help us meet these rising expectations? On this episode of The Big Rethink, we speak with Winston Fisher, CEO of Area 15, which is an immersive entertainment venue that offers unique visual experiences in the heart of Las Vegas. We'll talk about the rise of new immersive economy and how technology is helping us bring these new in-person events to life. Welcome to the show, Winston. Uh, Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. So, you know, thank you so much for joining us. I have to tell you, I was, um, I actually got a chance to check out Area 15 when I was at Infocom later, earlier this year. And I have to tell you, it was probably one of the coolest experiences that I've seen. So I'm actually excited for you to sort of it sort of explain to our listeners, what is it? To talk, talk to them about sort of what Area 15 really is, because it, it was it was mind-blowing for me. Well, that's, that's always the uh, million-dollar question. It's really a new <laughs> category, because yeah. it, it's – but it, where Area 15 really is is a brand. And I, I, I start with that in the sense of it's an immersive entertainment platform brand that we – came at it because we had a real estate problem, actually, um, in Las Vegas. We own this land. We were trying to figure out what to do. I met a gentleman, Michael Benville, and we started really dreaming together about what could come of this site. And out of that was sort of this, what was ultimately going to be a place where there was a few cool tenants, some some stuff in this sort of what we call the spine, the main hallway, and a little like sort of grungy event space. <laughs> and we quickly realized that we had invented a brand. Um, and that brand today is on Area 15, which is this 200,000 square foot facility that has immersive entertainment experiences like Meow Wolf or Wink World. We've got a really cool barcade. We, you know, we have axe throwing, virtual reality. We've got an incredible gift shop that sells festival wear and all this a really cool toy store. We've got some restaurants. So it's it's not a mall. It's not an amusement park, but it's we've, we've sort of reimagined this, this regional entertainment center. Um, and, and we do events and we throw costume parties and we have DJ shows and we do corporate events. And we our main ballroom is a projection map ballroom. So it's not that there's wallpaper on the wall. We, we can just change the walls uh, to be whatever, the whether it's a DJ show, an art experience. So we've sort of taken all these really cool things and put them together and overlaid it in this creative with creativity, um, we sort of take that sort of unabashed, but it is a, it's a real estate district today and it's soon to be so much more because it's the brand that's expanding. 
Yeah, I love that you describe it as a brand because I have to tell you, when I walked through it, it was really cool. And then I was like, okay, hold on a second. I can get food here. I can be entertained. Um, I went into the projection area, right, where you you have potential for events. Um, I think there was a convenience store that was in there, but it's more than just a convenience store. So uh, maybe you well, can that's sort me of, owls, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's 50, exactly. 50,000 square feet. It's what you saw as the convenience store, Omega Mart. You know, that's, I'm going to say 5,000 square feet of this fake psychedelic meta physical grocery store that in me true meow will fashion there's all these little hidden places that you walk into this incredible crazy world of it's always hard to describe it's this this art pass through walk through experience that just excites people um and that's our anchor tenant uh, so so it's we we believe that you said something in the opening art. One of our mantras is spectator to participant. We didn't build a mall. We didn't build an amusement park. We built a place where everybody can engage in something and be part of the story. And they, and it's wrapped in Area 15 so that it also can, you know, when you walk into Area 15 Las Vegas, Area 15 Orlando, anything we put Area 15 on will have that sort of stamp of authenticity and creativity um, for the consumer or the corporate or whoever wants to come through. Yeah. And I think the, the interesting thing is the creativity element, obviously technology, right. Is playing such a role, um, in sort of developing and, and bringing that creativity to life. Talk to us a little bit about how, how, how you got there and, and what sort of generated that, because you use technology in ways that I think most people just coming in there and themselves would be amazed because it's not how you expect it to be or what you expect to see. So talk to us a little bit about sort of the role that technology is playing in sort of bringing all of this to life for you. So it's, it's interesting. There's a, there's a lot of tech that goes into area 15. I start with, we don't, care about tech for tech's sake. We care about tech as an enhancement to the storytelling that we're trying to convey to our visitor. And I always think that's a very interesting distinction. You see when people want to showcase technology, it's kind of boring, or it's, it's a one and done. We use technology, look, it's everything from how everything integrates. I mean, it's we do ticket bundling. It, is it integrate with Square? I mean, there's a really, there's a, the backbone of Area 15 is quite sophisticated, which allows us to communicate with our guests to create, as I say, bundled tickets. I know that's not exciting, but it's really important for a business. Then the, then the other stuff is when you walk in, there's a projection map skull, you know, 16 foot tall. It's projection mapping is quite common in a certain sense today. But this is art. It's not projection mapping. It's art that is used that the projection is an enhancement. The portal, that room you spoke, uh, we talk about, our ballroom, it's not the highest. It, I mean, the quality of our projectors is, is incredible. It's still a warehouse room, but people love it because it's set in it's, – it's the ability to change so quickly. So we can have a UFC fight in there. We can do a, a Georgia O'Keefe and have a DJ show all in one, you know, one or two days, and then change to a corporate dinner where you could have redwoods on the wall. 
So it's it's technology for this for the guests to have multiple experiences that go through the space, and then we've got an augmented reality overlay game. We've got all these different virtual reality games that people can play. Uh, so and it's and we're adding more as we speak. So it it's always using technology as entertainment, as art, as also how do we and frankly operate our business in a way that enhances the the value of the business and something for the customer that that's one of the sort of things that also when people are like how are they going to copy i'm like do you know how much goes into putting all this together um so so that's we are we we look at tech on all different levels for strategic advantage for art and for experience yeah, I think, and we've had, I've had this conversation many times. The interesting thing about technologies, to your point, technology in itself is boring, right? I mean, it, it is, it is hardware, most cases, right? That, that does something. But when you start to take that and you mix that with creativity and you get the right creative person behind that, being able to create, to your point, the story and the experience in a way that just is so unexpected. And I think unexpected is what we're all trying to shoot for, right? You don't ever want someone to walk into a space or a location or a business and be like, hmm, okay, that's exactly what I expect. It's when you when they walk in and there's that wow moment and you get them right out of the gate, and that's a combination and a blend of creativity and technology. You have checked the boxes and, and you have created something that is long lasting and quite honestly, something that has people leaving, always asking, how did they do that? And, and I think that's sort of the, the goal of what we try to do, right, is create this so that there's sort of that, that, that point at which people are, are questioning, how did that even, how is that even possible? And, and I think you guys have done such a great job um, in, in regards to doing that. Spectacle sells. Um, you don't, you don't do weird for weird sake, but you, you use technology, you use art, you use physical. One of the great things when you walk in area 15 is right overhead, there's a, there's a two track powered zip line. You just don't expect to see people flying overhead. Right. right. And then it's right. just, it's, whoa, there's this projection map skull. There's people zoning overhead. There's music, there's haze, there's a laser show that happens above you wow, what is going on in this place? And then you've got the tenancy and the events and all these different things that create this immersive world. Um, one of the things I think that's important is, you know, we always said like so many of these experiences, we even see the strip to some extent. Yes, there are good experiences, but the second you leave it, then you've left that world. At Area 15, there's no skip in the record. When you come out of an experience, you're in the experience, you're in the world. And so no skipping the record is really important to us. Yeah, no, I think that's a really, really good point. Let's talk about the new immersive economy from your perspective. What does that look like? What, 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 is that, what does that mean? You know, for those that are listening, you know, we talk about immersive, we talk about all these things, but what is that new immersive economy from your perspective? Yeah, it, it's interesting. I think that you've got what will be you're, you're seeing the 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 we're one of them, right? You've got the meow wolves. There's other companies that are coming up. The other worlds that you know in Ohio, there there are these immersive experiences that are really sort of redefining what entertainment looks like today, and they're 
they're, and by the way, it's also putt jack, right? I mean, it's a whole new way to play mini golf. I mean, so it's not just art. It's immersive. It's unique. It's engaging. It's connecting with people. And so you're, you're not, I always think today, more important than the physical good is you buy memories. And that's what I think the immersive economy is really about. You're start, you are seeing, and some companies have done it great. I mean, Apple and Nike totally different than what we're talking about, but that's an experience when you go in there, the cube that, that Apple built. Um, but you're seeing companies realize that it's, I think the ultimate value is not just selling the product, but selling who you are as a brand and expressing yourself through an immersive experience. So that, to me, it's a very big piece of the economy of everything from pure entertainment to a new way to sell goods or connect your company to the consumer. I, we, I was actually talking to one company that doesn't sell anything to consumers. And we were just going through a whole different way to explain through immersive what the value of their business is to the consumer. So they'll never buy the product, but they will, they will, they will start to feel the product and then appreciate the value of that business. So it's, it's, a, it's a really, to me, a huge growth area. Yeah, I would agree. And I think from a from a marketing perspective, which is interesting because marketing obviously, you know, needs to be looking at immersive as opportunity, because I really think as brands evolve and develop, the thought is really, how do you allow your customers to be participants in the brand versus just observers of the brand? And there's a big role difference there. And, and to your point, it's really what is needed in order to create those memories, right? That those memories, if, if, if you're watching, a memory is one thing. If you're participating, that memory is so much stronger and so much more influential as you move forward that I think it's a tremendous marketing opportunity. Yeah. I mean, look, Lost Spirits, which was a distillery, which is, you know, creates a show and a, and a pass-through experience. It's a whole different way to think about booze, Frankly, um, it, you know, we, we talk about Meow Wolf, but but Wink World, which is these, you know, Chris Wink, the founder of Blue Man Group, this sort of almost spiritual journey of what does it mean to go into infinity through these six rooms, and you know, it's a zany world. You're connected, it is which is a really important part. We're seeing, and I got to tell you, England is is really exciting with all the stuff coming out of there because, frankly, the English government has great support for the arts. Um, you're seeing immersive theater that is so dynamic. You're, you know, the evolution of the escape room that is becoming so much more connected and there's deeper storytelling that is actually more frankly, I think widespread than just traditional escape the rooms. Uh, You know, everything is becoming immersive to a flight club, right? Where you're throwing the darts and it's like the technology is connecting you and you're playing the games. I mean, that's a, you could go to play darts or you could do flight club, right? (laughs) Sixes, which is the, uh, um, you know, cricket experience. So it really runs the gamut from pure artistic to pure competitive leisure and every and immersive theater, it's such an exciting time. Uh, you know, secret cinema, I, probably the best way to ever watch a movie I've experienced. Um, that is that is this. They're relatively small companies, right? When you start really thinking about it compared to the big ones, but they are the future. 
Yeah, no, I, I think that's really, really uh, very true and, and really good points. I, I would say, you know, as we look at business um, and sort of where in-person events sort of have made sort of a significant comeback, um, you know, others have sort of reimagined how to make connections happen, right? And I think that's what it's about. It's like, how do you how do you connect things? But one of the things that that I sort of wonder about is, you know, what what do you think, especially as let, let's talk about it from in-person perspective, right? Moving forward. What are people looking for? Well, you know, in order for to get people back into some of this in person, what what is it in your opinion? And we've talked a little bit about sort of the, you know, the, the significance of sort of the participation and all that. But what what in your mind are people looking for in order to be able to come back to that in person world? Um, you know, in many ways, what I'll say is the essence of Area Fifteen is it's not one experience; it's multiple experiences. It's it's this idea of the unexpected where, you know, um, literally the unexpected, the spectacle, there's uniqueness, authenticity. And that is a word that is so used so much. But honestly, you've seen Area 15 or and it's, it's authentic. <laughs> um, we, we take that serious. So I think the consumer is looking past the mall. And some malls are doing great, not to knock every mall, but there's there's a reason some of them aren't doing well because there's no there's no there's no connection today. Places like what we're talking about, but the one experience I don't think is as valuable as the multiple experiences all under one roof or one district. That's like sort of an amusement park, but but more dynamic and more authentic and and has different reasons has you know the food and beverage offerings are higher quality right it's not just a cheap hamburger right but you actually start to get really good food beverage that's an important part of everything we're talking about um I keep coming back to competitive leisure because that's also got repeatability, like the date night. Where do you go? You play the golf, you throw the axe, you do things. You 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 find the spectacles of the meow wolf that are so overwhelming to the senses. And then they also have content refresh. That's a big part of what we're talking about. Um, we change art and they need to always have, how do you have the pop-up strategy? How do you have new things, new ways to show people to consume than what they've 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 traditionally experienced. So to me, that's what the consumer is looking for and is driving so much traffic. I mean, in, in Vegas, our location, you know, it's, I, I love our location. We're on the highway, but you know, the gravitational pull of the strip is pretty strong. Almost two and a half million visitors. Um, because we didn't try to be the strip, we tried to be something completely different. And the consumer is attracted to that. That's a really good point, because I think a lot of people try to chase somebody else's vision. You have a vision and your vision, to your point, is authentic and it's it's clear. And, and you know, the other point that you make, which I, I think is really important, is wow factors only go so far. At the end of the day, people are also looking for quality. And so when you provide them not only a quality experience but you you've tied the experience into the food into everything associated with that it, it's not like you're trying to be gimmicky in this approach you're you're really focusing on every part of it being a quality experience from the time they 
walk through that front door to the time that they leave and everything that happens in between that, which I think people tend to lose sight of. And I think that's one of the reasons, to your point, why you are such an impact um, towards, you know, what's happening in Vegas and in not being right on the strip, but still being able to accomplish that. Yeah, I, look, I I agree. I, I think gimmicks are just that, right? They're, they're cheap. They're, they're, they don't do things. But when you really we curate is what we you know that's that's probably the biggest thing about what we've done we've got a luminarium now which is right outside i mentioned lost spirits and more coming uh, i mean it was uh, um there was a, a sign about a hotel that's going to be built on the campus <laughs> you know uh, a public sign so so there's 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 more happening again it goes to this district model but the other thing I think that's also so newness, re, content refresh, authenticity, to me also the holy grail, which uh, is is also tradition. And Disney has cracked that code of tradition. Oh my gosh, right? Like my guess is they would have a revolt of every generation if they got rid of It's a Small World, <laughs> right? Like you must go to It's a Small World. You must take your, I did it with my dad. I've done it with my kids. My kids will do it with their kids. It, so I think the ultimate holy grail for, for the immersive economy, and this is why I like Area 15, well, obviously biased, but it's because of our, we're a platform which has the ability to change is changeability, authenticity, but ultimately the Holy Grail is developing tradition for people to be, there's something they do. You must rub this. You come here. There's this special thing you do. You see that is the, the, those are the three pillars that I think are the most, really the most important for immersive economy to really sustain itself long-term. No, I think that's, that's a really, really good point. Let's talk for a second a little bit more uh, customer expectations um, because, you know, it's always difficult to, to meet and, and exceed um, those expectations. But I'm curious in your opinion, um, you know, obviously we mentioned technology and, and that's actually a focal point and, and, and sort of helping sort of create some of the experience. But how do you think technology moving forward can help us in changing sort of that customer expectation? How do you see that playing in? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a really, for us, it's really important is there's, you know, the, the three stages, right? Pre, while you're there, and after you leave. And technology is so critical. For all, in many ways, it's almost impossible without technology to hit those three things. So how are we preparing people? How are we engaging people, connecting with them, getting them to the the pre-excitement, pre-expectation, right? Like, what are you giving away? <laughs> what are you what, what are you holding back for mystery? How are you meeting their needs for planning? All of those things. Tech, tech is great. I mentioned bundles early on. Having bundles, having the ability to have sort of pre-packaged small group sales experiences that people can tap into very quickly, that's technology. Um, again, the communication. And then when they're in the place, everything from pure entertainment and augmented reality overlay to facility, you know, people want frictionless. So how do we get them a ticket or if they see something or communicate with them about what's going on so they can then get that ticket, get that experience, find out, communicate, and clearly what's the connection after. 
of keeping updated, but it's, but it's got to be done in a way that's more than just an email blast, right? I think, and that's where probably the metaverse becomes really interesting in the long run about, I, I'm not sure how it's monetized today because um, it's, it's early on. But, it's but you could it's challenging and I, I I don't think it's there yet right I mean that's not um, and then we also think about um, you know from our perspective is giving people how do we again get them into the story and get them and and create expectation because look area 15 where immersive experiences are not for everybody there are some people uh, you know the one time I ever wanted to actually comment back on Yelp was when one person went not creative. I was <laughs> so mad. Um, it, you, know, like, you can call us a lot of different things. But not, not creative, creative is, is not one like, of them. That's, <laughs> that's just mean, you know. And, and but it's not. But the but for some people, they do. They look at this is just stupid. It's bright lights, right? We we can't we can't answer that for everybody. We're not here to please everybody. We are here to do what we are doing and hope somebody likes it. And I think technology is plays that role in in hopefully getting to the people who want that experience and getting them deeper into it through storytelling, connection, and facilitation. So, Yeah, and I think one of the things with Area 15 that's interesting, and that creativity model, that would have stuck with me as well. That would have been a comment I would have had a hard time with because I think one of the things that that you do is you actually, through the use of technology, really allow you to create a very customizable experience, right? There's there's so many avenues there that can be tailored specifically for an individual or to your, as you mentioned, if you've got a group that's coming in, being able to, to completely change the walls to reflect whatever. I mean, there's so much abilities to make it very, very personal um, that I think is is really really kind of interesting. I mean, I think the future is ultimately, you know, we always say like, uh, are we ready player one or are we, you know, minority report Blade Runner, right? I, I'm closer to Blade Runner minority report, not the darkness of what we're talking about. I don't mean it that way, but I'm not convinced we live in some world where we all have goggles on and that's how we tap into everything. I just, I don't, feels very against human nature in many ways, but I am of this world where when you go buy something, whether it's facial recognition, we can talk about privacy, but like the hologram, the experience, the the connection to your device or glasses or whatever it is becomes personal to you. That feels much more, and that's the way I, I, I mean, if I had, you know, if we could snap our fingers and money was no object, there would be so much of it where you would have unique stations where it's, it's, how do you want to be? Who are? What type of person are you in Area 15? And we give you back the overlay. I mean, I would love it if we could sell skins where you put on goggles and everybody walks around expressing who they want to be in the space, right? Like, you know, I'm a 16 foot tall, you know, green monster with spikes coming out of my head. Well, that could be my avatar. That is how I'm interacting with you in the space through technology. That that gets really exciting to me, but it's not because I'm wearing goggles in my in in my you know in my basement. It's because I'm in the space and smelling it and hearing it and feeling the vibrations, and I'm also getting to use technology as that overlay or this hologram comes down and it's like, what could I get you today for ice cream? You know, I mean, it that's getting a little zany, but that to me is the 
the future of where you're talking experiences and customer service and everything. It's, it's bringing, it's customizing the space to you and allowing you to express yourself digitally in a physical world. That to me is a really exciting future. Really exciting. And and I think there's so many elements to that. There's so many elements of playing off of sensors. Uh, you know, there's the idea of the AI models, right, that can really change the overall experience. And there's some really interesting use cases of how technology um, can sort of shape the future. Um, and I love that you gave us a little glimpse into what that future might look like for you, because it's really kind of, I mean, that is that is a, a model that I think people would gravitate towards. Like there's, you know, there's so much that's going on. Sometimes there's that ability to be able to escape and and what better way to do that than through sort of this avatar that this world that's created, right? That you can sort of eliminate and get away from sort of the realities of the world for a few minutes just to sort of ground yourself and 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 put things aside, I think is really, really an interesting component. But you're still connected, right? Yes, like that's exactly the, that's the that's the part I think that is we should not lose fact. I think people and we see it, they want to be connected. They want to show up where other people, they want to show up where other people are. Mall, again, I always say, the principle behind a mall is not wrong. Let's just be clear, right? Like putting stuff together, social gathering, creating connection, right? Or that's a neighborhood, that's Soho, call it whatever you want, that's urban planning. It, it, but how we do that today is so interesting. You can look at it through a 20th century model or really get excited about the 21st century model, which is more than just you know the smart city connection or the smart building connection, but it's the customization, the personalization, and the spectacle of what that tech overlay can do for you. Look, the challenge also will be, you've got to get the customer to pay for it too. That's the, I mean, the, you know, it, it's we see it too. Of everybody's like, do this, do this. You're like, well, there's, we're free to enter. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it, it's so there's so there is this idea of tech to drive traffic, tech to drive stickiness. Um, what I'm describing, you know, it's it's hopefully strategic advantage. It's artistic, it's creative, but you do have to figure out also. Um, we, we take the monetization, not 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 for greed, but because you obviously have to make money to afford things. So so it's that it's that balance. Um, and look, we're smaller companies. Where Disney has billions, smaller companies are going to be, I think, innovative um, and have to come at it from a different way, which will also drive, you know, frankly, new innovation. Yeah. And I think, I think, you you know, if you think about it, what do people pay for? People pay for the combination of the things that you mentioned. They pay for quality, they pay for tradition, and they pay for innovation, right? People want to see, they want to be challenged. They want to see people being challenged. And I think through a quality experience, that really helps get there. Winston, thank you so much for being. We could talk for hours on this topic. I would love to have you come back and talk about the things that are are in your future, but I really appreciate your time today and I wish you nothing but the best with Area 15. For those of you that are listening who haven't been there, it's an amazing experience and I would highly recommend you checking it out. So Winston, thanks for being here. Well, thank you for having me. This was a great conversation. Uh, thank you. 
So before we sign off, if you enjoyed this podcast, you can help us grow by visiting our feed on iTunes to rate, review, and subscribe. Or if you're listening on Spotify, be sure to hit follow. That's it for us. I'm Brian Raleigh, and that was another episode of The Big Rethink. 